the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ron Geyer Roofing. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days, or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hello, everybody. Ron Geyer with End Time Insights. I'm excited to be here. It's just a wonderful time to be a Christian in America. Such exciting times. Last week, I started with John 17, which is absolutely, in my opinion, it is my favorite chapter in my favorite book in the best book that's ever been written. I love it. I love it. I love it. We didn't finish. We're not going to finish today. We're going to take a a hiatus. I need to talk about the election. I need to talk about the church. We need to really put some stuff together. The election fraud. I'm doing, you're hearing this on Sunday, and today is Thursday afternoon that I'm recording this. And I just got done watching Giuliani and Mrs. Brown. Is that a Sydney somebody? Sydney somebody. I'll get it. My wife wrote it down somewhere. I'll find it. But I just got done listening to them make a case to the American people about what they're going to be presenting, what they've discovered on voter fraud. It is so, so, so amazing. It is so wicked, the depths of the depravity under which Satan is running into our nation. Today's topic is going to be called Two Americas. I'm going to make a case to you that there are currently two Americas right now. They are at war. There is a war going on in the spirit. Nothing happens in the flesh, but it happens in the spirit first. There is a decent chance we will be in civil war before this election stuff is finished. I cannot see the left taking this lightly. You notice that when it was discovered that Trump did not win, there were no riots, nothing. All we did, we just searched diligently as to why there was a loss. And lo and behold, we found out that there was major national corruption. Let me edit that. There was major international corruption. Can you believe this? People in Michigan, their votes were being sent to France and Germany to be tabulated. You cannot do that. The American elections are sacrosanct. They are sacred. You do not mess with somebody's vote. And yet the Democrats have just destroyed that idea that perhaps there's some legality, there's some integrity to our elections. And so we're watching all of this play out. And you've got to be praying. I love this. We posted something today on Facebook, and I cannot tell you how exactly, perfectly right on it was with what was revealed today. And it's amazing. And so unless you've been in a cave for the last couple of weeks, you've got to be aware of what's happened to the elections in America. The good people of America have been trying to reelect President Trump legally. And we are being thwarted by the deceived, the ignorant, and the wicked people in our nation who are illegally trying to prevent that from happening. You know, we knew it was coming. We should have known how it was coming, but for some reason we didn't. Just like the Democrats underestimated Trump back in 
2016 and how God was using him, it seemed like Satan has come in and he's turned the tables on us and we've underestimated what they're done, what they're capable of doing. But now it's all out in the open. We recognize it. I heard Giuliani, he was calling out people, the press, wicked people lying in the press with their own agenda. He was revealing wickedness. He was talking about the governor of Michigan. He'd arrest her, man. He'd kick her out. As a matter of fact, I just read before I came here that there were three Republican congressmen who brought articles of impeachment against Governor Whitmire in Michigan. This is going to be across the board. I'm telling you, there's going to be a house cleaning. That's what we're praying for. But don't worry about it. Not to worry. The church is praying again. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I know that that's the reason we got Amy Barrett, because God wanted to do something. He wanted to get this abortion issue behind us. I am of the firm belief that God cannot work in America until we quit killing our children. And so that is a spiritual prayer priority for me on a personal level. Matter of fact, this is great. I'm recording this at my manager's house tonight. And when I get done with this, I go home and we have intercessory prayer. And we are seeing the fruit of those prayers. We are seeing those prayers answered. Don't be dismayed. Everything is playing out as according to the knowledge of God. He knew all of this. And it's all for his purpose. All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So don't think anything is surprising God. Don't think that this is not in the perfect plan of God. It's the church that has to stay focused. We have got to stay on point. Trump has already won the election. You've got to understand. He won it. He won it fair and square. He outvoted Joe Biden. You went to sleep on election night, Tuesday Eve, maybe 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Trump had huge leads in all of these battleground states. You woke up in the morning and he had lost them. That's just Satan. We are going to prove that. But the church needs to continue praying. This is not going to be done just by a Giuliani or a bunch of lawyers or a bunch of attorneys in this, in front of the courts. This is going to be done. It's going to be undergirded by a spirit of prayer where the scriptures are being quoted. Scriptures are being used and we're making our proclamations and we're decreeing truth be made known to triumph over injustice and Jesus name. Legally, Trump has already won the election. He has more legal votes than Biden does. Truth is, he actually slaughtered the Biden ticket. I heard some reports he had over 400 electoral votes. That only leaves 140 for Biden. That's a done deal. Our problem now, though, is how can we uncover the corruption? How can we eliminate? How can we legally do away with all of these illegal, unrighteous people that have gone ahead and created votes that didn't exist. That is our job. That's where we're supporting our lawyers and people. We're praying. We are undergirding them with prayer. And that's not a job. Well, I mean, we're not the lawyers. We don't go there. We don't make the case. Our assignment, though, is to undergird these people with prayer, make sure they have the funding that they need, make sure that they have the favor what they need, make sure they get in front of the judges that are going to be fair, that God's going to appoint them. God can do it, but he wants to do it through the church. God uses people. Hey, Jesus was people. God used people. So you want to make sure that you're not missing out on this, that you're engaged. We must continue to pray in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I've been sending out daily prayers on Facebook now since this started. I think today was day 11. And I'll see you today, Thursday, November 19th. And Mayor Giuliani and her name is Sydney Powell. They just ended their news conference. That's right. But that's one of the ways we can help. We've got to pray. And I'm going to read you what I posted today. This is before all of this came out. And I'm not going to take credit for this happening, but I am going to read it to you so you have an idea of how powerful your prayers are. Now, this is going to look 
like this may have been written after all the news came out, but the truth is God gave this to me at 4 a.m. this morning. And I am not taking credit for it. You could have gotten it too. But it's just a matter of praying. The Holy Ghost wants us in harmony. He wants us in unity. How good it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the anointing, the oil that fell down Aaron's beard to his feet. There is a great blessing. There is a great anointing in unity. And the Bible says in that last verse, uh, there it was that the Lord commanded the blessing. What blessing? The blessing of eternal life. Hallelujah. This is what I wrote this morning, and it's so appropriate. As the investigation continues into election fraud and corruption, it is becoming more obvious day by day that the global effort that is attempting to keep the president from reelecting, it's international. That's why you know, I didn't write this, that's why you know it's satanic. Who could get all these nations to operate together? You got France, Argentina, Germany, Russia, all of these nations, they're combining together because they don't want Trump. You got the United Nations, you've got the papacy, you've got half of the Republicans and all of the Democrats, they're all coming together. And notice in the days coming how the assault that's going to be upon uh, Giuliani and his report as he tries to get this before righteous lawyers. Picking up again what I wrote, if you have any doubt that this is an effort fueled by the Antichrist spirit, current revelations of international cooperation in this effort should dispel those doubts. This fraud and corruption, it's demonic. Satan views this world as his. He ruled it once, but he fell. And in these last days, he is pulling out all of the stops to take it back. I gave you a scripture here, Mark 4.22 in the Amplified. For nothing, and this is what I prayed this morning, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it would come to light that is the light. Things are hidden only temporarily until the appropriate time comes for them to be known. Father God, Spirit of Truth, we ask that you continue to shine your light in the dark places. We pray that truth reveals lies and deceit. Light reveals the corruption that has been sown. That's what we prayed this morning. Continuing on, Hebrews 4.13. Neither is there any creature that is not made known in his light, but all things are naked. All things are opened unto the eyes of him, God, with whom we have to do. I continued to pray. We pray not only that you reveal this evil, but that you judge it swiftly and harshly as well. I can't wait for that part to be answered. We resist the attempt by Satan to steal America. Devil, you foul spirit, this is my America. This is your America, saints, and you may not have it. We, the church, forbid it. You have no claim on it. You have no right to it, and you have no power to take it in Jesus' name. This land, it's been birthed by God. It has been given by God, and it is defended by God and his people the church. We are Holy Spirit bred, we are Holy Spirit fed, and we are Holy Spirit led. Your plan, Satan, may not succeed as long as we are here. Satan, you may come against it with lies and intimidation and fear and demon forces, but you will fail. For we defend it with the word of God, and we come against you with the Holy Ghost fire and power. We release God's spirit of truth over America. We say Americans have a heart for truth, and they will get that nation back. We pray boldness and passion to return in our pulpits. Preachers preaching this Sunday the truth about this assault on our Christian American freedoms. Protect us, O Lord, from this enemy's destruction in Jesus' name. Second Thessalonians 2 6. This is an important part, people. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. He's talking about the Holy Spirit in the church. And he's talking about they are withholding, or better yet, they are restraining. We, the Holy Spirit in the church, is restraining the Antichrist from appearing. 
But the point I want to make is that he might be revealed in his time. You must remember this. Yes, John talks about it in First John, Second John, Third John, that the spirit of Antichrist is in the earth now. But there is an actual physical being. He's called the Antichrist. And he will be on this earth. He will be ruling probably for a period of three or four years. And he has a special time when he be ruling. But my point is, this is not that time. This is not the time of Satan's Antichrist. This is the time of the church. And as long as it's the time of the church, we spiritually have the upper hand. This is still the church age, the time of the church. And we better start acting like it. Otherwise, we will lose this nation. And you were formed for such a time as this. That's such an important thing to understand. We are the people of God. We are the church of God. And the church of God was birthed into the last days. Paul writes about the last days. And the last days are from the time, the day of Pentecost. And they've been going on for 2,000 years now. At the rapture of the church, those last days will end for the church, will be in heaven. And Jesus will be coming back to deal with the Antichrist after the judgment on the Jew and the nations and the people that reject God, that persecuted the Jew, Jesus will personally deal with them. But that's over a seven-year tribulation period. The church won't be here. Once that ends, we go into the next age, and the next age is the millennial reign of Christ. Such an exciting time. We've only got a few short years here, and then we enter into that. But look at this. It's true that the Antichrist has a short time assigned to him where he will rule, but get this in your head. This is not his time. His time is still in the future. Truth be told, we just read it. He doesn't show up until the church is taken out of the way. Then he shows up. But while we are here, we had better be doing what God's told us to do. We not only defend the saints, we not only preach the gospel, but we defend the talents that God's given us. Whether your talent is your family, it may be your gift. For us also, it's a nation. It's America. We are an end-time people. And we are living in an end-time nation. America was put together by God just for this purpose. The last tenth of the last 2,000 years, that's when America comes on the scene and we are being used by God on so many levels and so many ways. I want to entitle today's show, Living in Two Americas. I took up most of my time. I didn't even mention it to you, but I want to break it down so you have an understanding. Living in Two Americas. We no longer are just America. We are now America Divided. We may have been at one time the United States of America, but we are not that anymore. And it's through sin and unbelief and through the rejection of God and his laws that we have come to be divided like this. But the truth is, the Lord Jesus Christ, he's the one that's behind this division that's taking place in our nation right now. I heard somebody say, who was it? Pastor Tony Evans. I like him. Good man. He talked about the fact that Political issues are dividing the church. They're creating division. No. Sin is dividing the church. Don't be fooled. Matthew ten twenty four. Think not that I am come to send peace on the earth, saith Jesus. I came not to send peace. I came to send a sword. Because of sin, there are now two Americas. The America that you and I live in is the America founded by Jefferson and Washington, Benjamin Rush, Ben Franklin, and hundreds of others. It is an America where the Constitution the Bill of Rights, and the rule of law still matters. It's the America whose system of jurisprudence still holds sway over our hearts and minds. It's a system of jurisprudence that was founded on biblical principles. Ours is an America where God comes first, the God of the Bible, Jesus Christ. It's in this America that we worship God and him alone, not government. It's an America where his worship is not only tolerated, it's promoted. 
It's an America where racism is nearly gone and equality for all is promised and defended and even, yes, even fought for. It's the America where laws are obeyed and justice is sought because without it, we will cease to exist. It's an America where elections are fair and honest. They are sacrosanct and they are a symbol of our freedoms, our unity, our diversity, and our integrity. That's the America I live in. I live in it today. But there is another America being propagated. There is another America being pushed upon us. As a matter of fact, it's being forced upon us. And there are penalties if you choose not to accept and live in and by the rules of that America. It's the false America. This America is being forced upon us by a government steeped in a lust for power and totally corrupt. It's the America that's just been used by the Democrat Party to establish the party platform for the spirit of Antichrist. If you look at their party platform, it is anti-God right down the line. It is promotion for the spirit of Antichrist. If the Antichrist came to earth and he was running for election, the Democrat Party would be the platform that he puts together. It's a nation now that feeds on lies and violence and tyranny. That's the false America. It's an America whose doctrine is to murder babies, promote sexual depravity, and to use intimidation and deception as a way of controlling the people. That's the America they want you to live under. That's the America that you see reported on the news night after night, day after day, hour after hour. That is the America that is being promoted to you as normal, the new America. Obama got it started trying to give us the new way, trying to remove Christianity, instill Islam in our nation as a feasible religious alternative to Christianity, open borders that would defy our defense of our nation, defunding the military, socialism as far as health care for all. All of these aspects of communism were installed in small measure or fought for by the Obama administration. He was an evil man, just as John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. I believe that the Obama was the forerunner of the Antichrist himself. That's why I can say with absolute certainty, we as the people of God living today living right now for such a time as this, I will also say that just like we are a people created for an end-time warfare against the last day's satanic onslaught, so too has God placed us in America for such a time as this. We are a last day's nation placed here by Father God to do the bidding that the church is going to be supposed to be doing. God's plan is perfect, and he knows he can trust his church, even if we have not done so well quite yet. Now, as we push back against this never-ending demonic assault by the false America to overtake the real America in which you and I live, the wearing of masks, that's an assault on your freedom. The forced vaccine that's coming, that's an assault on your freedom. The closing of business, the destruction of the economy, the murder of our babies. All of this is part of that false America. That is not real America. That is not true America. You and I are living in the true America. We need to fight for it. We need to defend it. We need to proclaim it. And we need to live like it's true. God's plan is perfect. He's trusting the church to do this. We fight this war. We defend our land first and foremost by spiritual warfare. Yes, we are called to engage the enemy in the realm of the spirit. We must be vigilant. We must remain fearless, faithful, tireless, watchful, and full of faith and fire and the power of God if we're going to engage the enemy in the realm of the spirit and defeat him. Don't forget, defeating him is restraining him. Jesus has already done great things uh, when he came to the earth to give us the authority that we need 
to place us in an area where we have jurisdiction for this battle. You know, God did not place you in a playground. He placed you in a battleground. We don't teach that in the church. The church is kind of off in the sky somewhere thinking that this Jesus loves you is going to get it done. It's not going to get it done. God is the God of law and order. He is the God of rule. He is the God of grace, but it's coupled with truth. If you remove the truth from love, it's no longer love. If you remove the truth from grace, then all of this is sloppy, agape, grace and love put together, which is an imitation of God's power, of God's will for your perfect life, but it's ruled by Satan then. And that's what we see in this other false America. Let me give you a call to arms. It's 2 Corinthians 10.4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I say that to let you know that A, we're in a warfare. We are in war and we have weapons. And yet these weapons, they're not carnal. Did you get that? We can't get anywhere fighting spiritual battles with carnal weapons. Remember, you don't fix spiritual problems with carnal weapons. Spiritual problems, abortion, you can march in the street all day. You can go ahead and pass bills to make it illegal all day. But at the end of the day, abortion is a spiritual problem. And it's within the bailiwick of the church to deal with it. But Satan has taken these issues such as abortion, such as homosexuality, such as divorce. These are all spiritual issues. And it's our assignment to make sure that we deal with them, that we deal with them truthfully, that we deal with them honestly, that we deal with them consistently. This is where the freedom that Christ came to give us is manifested. You know, it's so important that we believe God, that we go ahead and we take the word of God, we live on the word of God, that we feed on the word of God, that we preach the word of God. Life for the Christian centers around the word of God. This is what we are called to do. We are supposed to live in faith, by faith, using faith to bring God pleasure and glory and defeat the enemies he's told us to defeat. You know, for my personal life, my greatest battle in the past had been pornography. Uh, I grew up in a home where it was prevalent, and I sought it out, and I became addicted to it. And that's why that scripture is so important to me, Second Corinthians 10.4. I'm going to quote it for you, I think, right up through verse 6. For the weapons of our warfare—I know I'm drifting, but my testimony is important. For the weapons of our warfare— are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. How mighty are they, Johnny? To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing or thought that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bringing on the captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ Jesus and having a readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience has been counted as having been fulfilled. I know, that's a mouthful. The point I want to make is I use that scripture to go ahead and get free from sexual lust. God gave me that scripture, uh, let's see, 1981, 1920, 39 years ago, and it delivered me from sins of the mind concerning sex. Going back to that scripture, the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. He's telling you you have weapons. He tells you they're not carnal. He's telling you they are spiritual. He is telling you they are mighty. They are so mighty they can pull down strongholds. What are they? He's going to tell you this one particular weapon he's talking about. Casting down imaginations or thoughts that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God and bringing under captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ Jesus. There you have it. That is the scripture that set me free. Let me get it for you in English. Casting down imaginations, thoughts, and every high thing, thought that would exalt itself against the knowledge or the word of God. He's talking about your thought life. And then the next verse, and bringing under captivity every thought. 
to the obedience of Christ Jesus. The standard for Christian thinking is to take captive every thought that goes against the word of God. Democrat friend of mine, Christian so-called, if you walk into a voting booth and you're thinking that you're going to go ahead and support someone that supports and promotes and pays and wants you to fund abortions, that is a thought you need to take captive. If you don't, it proves you are held captive. Align your thinking with what the Bible says. You don't support homosexuality. The Bible says homosexuality is an abomination before the Lord God. If you are entertaining thoughts that violate that word of God, then you are out of the will of God. You do not have the mind of Christ, and you're going to make decisions that promote the agenda of the Antichrist and not of God. I wanted to focus on that scripture because it's so important. It's so personal to me. It is a a spiritual warfare that I still have to do every day. If I am not on my guard, Satan has attacks built in. He's got them built into the TV. He's got them built into the stores you walk into, the billboards you look at. I don't go to the beach. I don't need to go to the beach. I don't need that temptation in front of me. And so I am constantly renewing my mind by the reading of the Word of God. I am constantly taking every thought captive to the obedience of Ron? No, Ron's obedience doesn't cut it. To the obedience of Christ. It is my assignment to obey God just like it's your assignment. It's not important what Ron thinks. God really doesn't ask me my opinion very often. He will give me his word and I choose to obey it. I'm almost robotic in that right now. I read it, I find it, and I do it. It's that simple. And it helps me. It protects me. You know, the Bible says, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. That's another scripture that I use to get free. I love it. Well, I didn't get done. I want to talk a bit about spiritual warfare next week. So we'll just come back. We'll get back to John 17 at some point. We love you. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8 on 100.7 The Word, where faith comes by hearing. You can also listen to the podcast of this program by going to kkht.com. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net.